When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Bless him once again. James Harden had the right playbook and he gets what he wants. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. You need to be a part of the program. You can do it by visiting us on social media and chiming in with your thoughts on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it is now. At Chris Carlin, at Joe Fortenbaugh, at Carlin versus Joe, and of course over on Instagram at that guy Carlin and at Jay Fortenbaugh, and on the telephone lines, be a part of Carlin versus Joe Nation. Eight eight eight, say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six is the Dr Pepper call in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr Pepper. It is not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. We get our first college football rankings coming later tonight, Joseph, but we will begin today with James Harden. First of all, how are you? I would like to say first and foremost, Happy Halloween to you, my friend. I'm glad wow. you're in the spirit. It's great to see you dressed up as King Kong Bundy, one of the all-time <laughs> great professional wrestlers. Way to embrace the moment, my friend. Listen, I would have painted flames on the side of my head <laughs> bam, to bam. go as Bam Bam Bigelow. Yes. <laughs> also, that... not only happy Halloween today, happy start of Maction season. Oh, College football, yes. Maction, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. We got pizza money for you. We got two games tonight, two games tomorrow. Today is a wonderful day to be a sports fan. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, Are you going trick-or-treating later and dressing up later with the kids? Not dressing up this year. Uh, Our neighborhood's great for trick-or-treat. The wife usually takes them around the neighborhood. I like to hand out candy. I do have a really solid Macho Man Randy Savage Halloween costume I've worn for a few years. I might put it on tonight, but it's very, very tight. And it's very, very... It, just the material it's made out of is form fitting. Yeah, it is form fitting. It is suffocating. I'm not exactly as lean as I was when I first wore it. So we'll see how it plays out. If it does play out, you'll find it on social media. Preach, sister. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> All right. Last thing. Are you giving out full size candy bars or are you cheaping out? Uh, so great question. Um, when I moved here three years ago, this is our fourth Halloween here back in Las Vegas. Mm. The first three years were all full size candy bars, all Mm -hmm. full size. I insisted I wanted to make a good impression in the neighborhood. Now that we are moving to Connecticut, uh, we're not going with the full size this year. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all are in a rear view mirror. Enjoy your starburst. One each. Yes. Sorry, neighborhood, but uh, it could be raisins and apples for everybody tonight. (laughs) Joseph, it was already a good Halloween for James Harden, who got what he wanted. He is a member of the Los Angeles Clippers and good for him. I don't care. I don't care about how that is going to play out with Los Angeles right now, because I know how that is going to play out with Los Angeles. It's not going to go well. So I am focused more on the Philadelphia 76ers. And Joe, you know what today is? What's that? The first of 100 days exactly. 
that the Sixers have to show Joel Embiid that they mean business and they're going to get it done. In case you missed it, uh, with the trade, James Harden ends up with the Clippers. The Sixers get back expiring contracts, Robert Covington, the likes of those kind of players, and they have uh, some cap space this offseason, which they would have had anyway, but they also got some draft picks back. So they got some assets back, did the best they could in a deal like this. So now they can move on and try to figure out who is going to be Robin to Joel Embiid's Batman. And that has to be priority number one. And Joe, that cannot wait until next offseason with all the cap room. It is something that between now and February the 8th, exactly 100 days from today has to get solved with bringing another star here to give Embiid a chance at a championship before he forces his way out. I will address all of that momentarily. All of it. Happy to drill down on every possible angle, but as a Sixers fan, this is cause for celebration. Cause for celebration today as a 76ers fan, born and bred, not because James Harden is gone. I'm, I'm, I wish him the best. What's the is return not a, of Rocco Big Shot Bob? Yeah, this is, yeah, it is great to have you. Yeah, but Bob Covington back, we, we were fans of his. It's going to be nice to see him back here. And he yes. seemed genuinely excited to join us as well. T- today is not about bashing Harden, getting rid of Harden or any of that stuff. Today, just over 10 years to the day, is finally the end of Trust the Process. This is it. This is the end of Trust the Process. And as a Sixers fan, I couldn't be more thrilled because Trust the Process was always this big marketing gimmick designed to do one thing. It wasn't intended to do this, but it did one thing. It was a distraction. This 10 years of Trust the Process has been nothing but a distraction. It started in the spring of 2013 when Sam Hinkie arrived as the team's general manager, and it has finally ended. And if you're wondering what I mean by this... Let me take you through the last 10 years as a Philadelphia 76er fan. Trust the process starts in the spring of 2013. You go on over the next four seasons to win 19 games, 18 games, 10 games, and 28 games. You're distracted by the losing, right? There's this big, don't worry, we need to lose in order to win. That's the that's the mantra. That is the message that's being sent out by the Sixers organization. It's a distraction for the losing, right? So then finally, you get through those four years, and in 2017, 2018, you go out there, you win 52 games. You're back in the playoffs. You lose in the semifinals to Boston. You have this one year, one year, where you think you're finally a competent basketball organization. And then the distractions are back. 2018 to 2019 was the Markel Fultz problem. All right. Will he play? Won't he play? The shoulder. We're not really sure what the issue is. He's dealt in February of 2019. 2019, 2020. You think you might have a season there? COVID hits. So everyone's derailed by that. Sixers go 43 and 30 and they're swept out of the bubble by the Celtics. So another problem. Now the next year they come back and you start to think to yourself, maybe this is the year, 2020, 2021. They go 49 and 23. They lose in the semis to Atlanta. Here's the new problem. Ben Simmons doesn't want to take a shot. Ben Simmons is suddenly disgruntled in Philadelphia and we have yet another distraction on our plate. So 2021, 2022 is all about Ben Simmons, his holdout, and when they're going to move on from him. 
They move on from him in 2022. They bring in James Harden. You get one full season of Harden and Embiid. Embiid wins an MVP award. You think you might have something special cooking. You lose in the semis again to the Boston Celtics with a 3-2 series lead. And then the James Harden problem begins. And that's all offseason right up until yesterday or early this morning, wherever you're located, when Harden is traded to the Clippers. And now things are quiet. They're quiet. I know everyone's going to look to Embiid in his future. I think the Sixers are fine. Trust the process is finally dead. The, the, the distraction that that has been for 10 years is finally gone. And you made a point at the beginning of this. Who's going to be the Robin to Joel Embiid's Batman? They already got him. It's Tyrese Maxey. Oh. You need a third guy to come in, but Maxey is going to be that star. He is already the favorite to win most improved player because Harden's out of the way and Maxey's scoring 30 a night. I'm not saying he's going to be a transcendent talent, but he is a more than capable Robin to Embiid's Batman. And with three first-round picks that they can now move to adjust that roster and bring in a third guy, the future is very bright. I am thrilled to be a Sixers fan because trust the process is finally, finally dead. Do you honestly believe that Joel Embiid looks at Tyrese Maxey and says, that's my guy, that's my number two, let's go? If he doesn't now, he's going to in the next couple months. Well, that's optimistic, and I I like Tyrese Maxey as a player, but I think he's the three. I don't think he's the two. And, And if I'm Joel Embiid today, this has been done. We got past this latest hurdle. There have been nothing but hurdles over the last several years. As you have detailed, there has been nothing but drama and stupid drama at that over the last several years. Now we are at a point where I need somebody. I need somebody else. And that has to happen right now. How do you think Joel Embiid feels looking at Giannis, who's already won a championship, make two statements this offseason publicly of, well, we got to get somebody and we got to be committed to winning. Otherwise, that's what I am. And it may not be here for the long term. Joel Embiid has never come out and made that statement, Joe. It's about time that he does. Like, it's not just that Daryl Morey has rid himself of the problem that he created. Let's be clear about that. Uh, He now has to fix it permanently by taking these assets and getting that next guy. It could have been Damian Lillard, and they could not put together a package to get him because of what they had with James Harden. I'm looking at this if I'm Embiid. And I'm thinking, you know what? Time to speak up. Time to speak up. Because it got it done for Giannis. It's going to get it done for me. And by the way, this team is trying to build a new building in downtown Philadelphia. And that ain't exactly going all that smoothly right now. They need me to be here as the centerpiece for the long term. And if they're not going to get done what they need to get done, I need to be gone. I can understand that, but I don't think he needs to do that. I, I, I see what you're saying, but I think they're going to be doing this anyway. Well, the they building haven't is been a- getting the message so far. That's my point. They've needed to shed themselves of all of the self-inflicted issues that they have presented over the last decade plus. They are finally clear of that. The beauty of Tyrese Maxey and why he can play the Robin role, he is not any of the previous Robins. Markel Fultz, prima donna. 
You traded up to number one overall to bring him in. You traded with Boston, who moved back and got Jason Tatum, one of the all-time worst draft day trades, but we'll leave that for another day. Fultz comes in thinking he's this big star. Basically, you see what happens there. Then you move on to Ben Simmons, another number one overall pick who couldn't have been more coddled. You see what's going on with him. He's a drama queen. You bring in James Harden in the trade with Ben Simmons, and you get another drama queen. That's not Maxi. Never coddled. 21st overall pick. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. He and Embiid can work. The problem is it's been nothing but drama queens around Embiid from the beginning. You need the blue-collar guys. You need the guys who are going to come in, put in the work. That's what Lillard is, and it's going to work great with Giannis. But you don't need any more guys who come in loving the smell of their own farts. You need the guys who are going to go to work and try to win championships. That's why I fully believe Tyrese Maxey can play that Robin role. And you can take these three first-round picks you now have, your own in 2030, and the two you just picked up from the Clippers, and you can go out and bring in another quality piece, and there's your big three moving forward. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The Dr. Pepper call-in line for you. Is it time for Embiid to speak up? And who needs to be the Robin for Joel Embiid in Philadelphia? 888-SAY-ESPN. Our lines are open for you right now. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. One disgruntled NBA superstar got what he wanted in James Harden. Will a frustrated NFL superstar get the same by 4 p.m. Eastern today? We discuss next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Garoppolo, good again. hit. Yes, sir. Sacked again. Alex Anzalone got him. 34 with a big play in the Lions. Take over on down. We can't win if we give the ball away, period. You know, at the end of the day, we have to be able to take care of the ball. I don't know what to say at this moment. I, I truly don't. I wish I had the words to to say something that's not going to get blown up in the media. Can you elaborate on anything going through your mind? Frustration, but that kind of goes without saying. Yeah, take a guess who that was. 
Devontae Adams. Took you about eight seconds to guess, right? Or maybe two. Carla versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. It, this is not ending well in Las Vegas for the Raiders and Devontae Adams. So last night, Devontae Adams has one catch for 11 yards. Jimmy Garoppolo is 10 for 21 for 126 yards. Against, listen, a good defense, sure. A great defense, eh, not really. Under 50% completion percentage. Jimmy G is the guy that Josh McDaniels wanted because he had him in New England, felt like he had the keys to unlock him, and that ain't working, and he's hurt all the time. And now Devontae Adams is just at a point where he does not know what is coming next with the Raiders. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Up first, though, let us get to a hair of breaking news on today, the NFL trade deadline at 4 p.m. Eastern. Carlin versus Joe, breaking news. Good one and an interesting one, and one I'm not really sure about. The Commanders and Bears have agreed to a trade that's going to send Montez Sweat to the Chicago Bears for a second round pick in 2024. And Sweat is in the last year of his contract, so the Bears are obviously thinking that they're going to be able to get something done with Montez Sweat long-term if they are making a deal like that. Sweat, who has been an exceptionally consistent performer, six and a half sacks this year for the Commanders. So a lot of ways to look at this. The Bears are obviously trying to address a serious problem, and they're not just doing it in the short term. There's got to be the conversation had right now that – there's going to be a long-term extension coming. Otherwise, they're not giving up a second. This is an organization that just blew it with a second last off, last last year. They sent a second to Pittsburgh for Chase Claypool. He's not even on the roster anymore. They got rid of him for nothing to Miami. So the last thing they want to do is embarrass themselves again. So I would imagine this move is going to involve some sort of extension in order to keep him in the mix, and why not? Chicago's defense ranks 22nd in the NFL in pass rush win rate. A couple years ago, they were devoid of everything. Quarterback, O-line, weapons, D-line, secondary. The team was rock bottom. Slowly but surely, they're trying to build it up. And while they've dumped a lot of assets into the offensive side of the ball to build up around Justin Fields, this is a huge move to try to improve that defense. So they passed on Jalen Carter, which a lot of people in Chicago are still shaking their heads at. You bring in someone to help the defensive line, it's a step in the right direction for Chicago. 35 and a half sacks for Montez Sweat in four-plus seasons now. And those numbers are, are pretty impressive. Now, if you can keep him long-term, remember, the Bears this coming offseason have $110 million in cap space. It's the most in the NFL. And so by getting a head start here, I think you get – an almost, not quite, but an almost elite-level pass rusher who can help you in the future. You're giving up a pretty good asset in return for him, but if he's locked up long-term, this was a good move for the Bears. If he's not, this is Chase Claypool all over again. Absolutely. And listen, now one thing, I need to make sure, can they franchise him at the end of the year because he was traded midseason? I need to get that clarified, uh, Evan, if we can. I'm not, I, you, 
I'm Whether you sure can or can. you can't, if you are in a position where you're even thinking of doing that, you've already screwed this up. No, I'm just saying in terms of protecting getting a deal done if I can't get a deal done. I would imagine you know the conversations I mean? already happened. I, I, I cannot imagine that you have made this trade without somewhat in-depth discussions as to what a new contract's going to look like. Uh, of that, course. That's negligence at the highest level. Of course. All I'm saying is for protection. That's all. So that he doesn't hit the open market. If for whatever reason we hit a snag along the way, oh. at least we've got him there. We're going to get a deal done. And they can, in fact, do that. They can franchise him uh, even though he was traded. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Joseph, then there's Devontae Adams. This is just a complete mess. Here he is after the game discussing his situation. I honestly, I, I don't know what to say at this moment. I, I truly don't. I wish I had the, the words to, you know, to say something that's not going to get blown up in the media and, and taken out of context. So I'm going to just, uh, I truly, I just don't know. What are you feeling right now? Can you elaborate on anything going through your mind? Frustration, but I mean, that's that kind of goes without saying. I mean, you saw it on the sideline last night. He slammed his helmet down. He's got one catch for 11 yards in that game. They can't move the football. Uh, Jimmy G can't throw the football. The whole thing is is just an utter mess right now. And for me, if you're the Raiders and you can deal him away before 4 p.m., you have to do it. And I, I would think, I, I know, I would think, though, that you would get a pretty solid return for Devontae Adams because let's just call it what it is. The Raiders have been a lost organization for a long, long time. A long time. Even though they made the playoffs a couple of years ago with Rich Bisaccia, then they don't keep him. Like, the Raiders have not been the Raiders for more than 20 years. And that's exactly why I'm not going to shed too many tears for Devontae Adams. He wasn't drafted by them. He requested a trade from Green Bay, got traded to the Raiders, and then promptly signed a five-year, $140 million deal with an organization that has laid out very clearly over the last two decades plus that they are one of the absolute worst in the business. There were no secrets. There was nothing that was hidden. It wasn't like you're selling a home and you're trying to cover up a few flaws as people walk through and consider purchasing it. He knew what he was getting into. He knew it. He requested a trade out of Green Bay and then signed a five-year, $140 million deal. He didn't have any problems then. And now he's gotten to an organization that for years has shown you they're one of the worst in the business. They continue to be one of the worst in the business. And now he's upset. I get it. He's a high-level competitor. He wants to win. He wants to put up big numbers. He wants to contribute. Totally understand that. I think most guys in the NFL and professional sports want to do that. But all of this, we feel bad for Devontae Adams or what a tough spot he's in. No, he's not. He requested this trade. He accepted the trade and then he signed the long-term deal. Like this is a business. And if you make a bad business move, okay. But you're not going to get sympathy from a bunch of people when you do that. I mean, he walked into this. uh, But I'm not asking for sympathy here. He walked into this believing that he was going to be playing with Derek Carr for a while. And he walked out of Green Bay. He won out because he had no idea what Aaron Rodgers was going to do with his future. I mean, he actively chose to go with Carr over Rodgers because of that. So that's where my issue is if he was led to believe that Carr was going to be his guy for the long term. 
But if you trusted the Raiders, that's on you. What what over the last two decades has made you think this is an organization you should believe? They've you screwed done nothing. up. You trusted us. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing they've done to show you that you should put your faith in them as an organization. Doesn't matter who's calling the shots. It's been like this for two plus decades. We've got the one team that should trade for Devontae Adams before today's 4 p.m. Eastern deadline. That comes after Joe has this from our friends at Granger. Ah, yes, our friends at Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. My benchmark is not wins and losses. It's greatness. So when I go out there, I expect to be able to have that ability to put that on tape and have an influence on the game. And like I say every week, that's the, my purpose for being here. I'm not here just to hang out. He wants to be a part of the team excelling. But you want to be a part of that. You want to put your hand in the pile and contribute. And the way that he views it is the more they get him the ball, the better their chances are to win games and to have sustained success. And I think we can see, based on nights like last night, Devontae Adams is 100% right. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Follow us over on Instagram, at that guy Carlin, at Jay Fortenbaugh. We welcome in Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst, to discuss Devontae Adams' situation, among others, in the league. And Jeff, let's just start there. What is the Raiders' best course of action with Devontae Adams before 4 p.m.? And if it is to trade him, what teams would benefit the most from him? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, it's to trade him. I mean, you, you, you think about where this guy is in his career and what he's trying to accomplish. You know that um, that's, that's not going to happen, right? Like, what, what, they're going to have to figure this thing out from an offensive perspective. Um, he came there to play with, with Derek Carr, who's now in New Orleans, so that's always – you know, an issue, and then now he and Jimmy G, they have to figure it out and have not quite figured it out. And it's not because of lack of targets. I mean, I know they're, they're down from last year, but he's still getting targeted, but the plays just aren't there. 
Uh, and you saw, like, like last night probably just, you know, culminates the, the, the frustration, right? Two, you know, one's a 98-yard touchdown. One's a, if he throws it decent, it's another touchdown, or at least it's a huge gain. And um, so I'm sure the frustration is there for him. Uh, from teams, I would say Buffalo would probably be the one. Uh, the Buffalo and the Chiefs are probably the two for me, but there's no way the Raiders are going to trade somebody in their own division. But uh, as you look at that, it, it, both it would it would put both of those teams in a significantly better situation, right? And not that he wouldn't do that pretty much at every team, but when you think about the Bills with all the injuries on defense, I mean they're going to have they're going to be in some shootouts, and they're going to have to put up a lot of points. Their their run game. Uh, hasn't been what they had hoped it would be. I know they're trying to bolster that, but at some point you'd like to have Adams on one side, Diggs on the other. Let's let, let's go make that shootout happen. you got one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the game who can create with his legs if he has to, and then you know off of that are big big plays that we've seen uh, Adams make with, with uh, Aaron Rodgers and his, his uh, you know, kind of mobility. So – uh, and then the Chiefs, they, they, they're, they're, they're young guys. They're just not making plays. I mean, you see all the drops. They lead the league in, in drops. So having somebody uh, to help with, with Travis Kelsey and that relationship with he and Mahomes, um, because if, they're, if they become so centric on or, or so focused on uh, just Kelsey, that's going to be an issue. And it's not that he's not trying to give guys touches. They're just not making the plays. So uh, those would be the two teams that I would look at for – a guy like that, but let's be honest, man. Devontae Adams, anywhere he goes, I w- I'm just trying to think of contenders because at 30 years old, you don't want to go to some other rebuild either. You- you're trying to go somewhere you can win now, um, and he's at 17 million dollars, which is easy, you know, easy to handle. Uh, and then whatever draft pick composition you got to give up. But uh, if-, if I thought if I'm anybody, that I'm-, I'm making that call to the to the Raiders right now. Okay, so Jeff, on the outside, for all of us, we see the frustration. We see the fact that the Raiders aren't going anywhere this year. Trading Adams makes a ton of sense. But it's not up to us. It's up to the front office and the coaching staff. And here's where it gets tricky. They've already had a bad first season running the show with the Raiders. This season's already a disaster. If you trade away Adams, how do you go to Mark Davis and justify keeping your job for another year and a year after that. It almost feels like the only guys who wouldn't want to trade him are the guys who can't afford to trade him and the ones that are in charge because that could end up sealing their fate. No, you're 100% right. And it kind of depends on how you feel. Uh, if, you're, if you're Josh McDaniels, I mean, here, here, right, so let me put it this way. Here's the reality of his situation is – you know, like Dan Campbell went 0-14-1, and, and 1, I think, his first 15 games, right? It was, it was atrocious. But there was you, you, there was an identity being formed in what he was trying to do in Detroit. It's obviously paying dividends now, but think about it. Man. They got rid of um, Stafford. You know, he goes and wins the Super Bowl out in L.A., right? So they got rid of a lot of big pieces. They bring in golf, and everybody's like, oh, you can never win with golf. Well, they built around golf, right? And and they've allowed themselves to kind of build this team around what Dan Campbell wants to do, which is be ultra-physical on both sides of the line of scrimmage, run the ball well, have some explosive plays. Now, they've, they've drafted well, even the middle rounds for, for receivers and, and, and St. Brown, kind of all those things work together. The issue for the Raiders right now is – what are you like? What, like, how would you define your team? And so, if they need to reset, 
that's where draft picks of like a Devontae Adams would help, right? And having cash to bring in guys to kind of bolster around whatever your rebuild looks like. I, I don't mean that to mean, hey, McDaniels needs to be gone. I'm just looking at it from, you know, is the, is the Garoppolo-Adams combination at 30 years old, is that what you're hanging your hat on the next two years? Because if it's not, you can get a lot of assets for a player like that that you could do the re- and it and it takes losing some really good ones to try to build for the future. So if you're McDaniel's and you feel like, hey, you know, Davis isn't going to let me go. Hey, I have a long term vision. That's what you sell them with. If it's if it's you got to win now, obviously there's no way you're trading them. You know, because you're three and four, I think, or whatever it is, you're sitting in the mix somehow. Um, so you definitely would not. I'm talking about if you feel if you feel confident that that Davis is not going to get rid of you. That's when that conversation becomes real. Well, here is a little clarity for it. Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst. This is from Adam Schefter uh, on Twitter just a few moments ago. Asked one person close to the situation what the chances were that the Raiders would trade Devontae Adams before today's 4 p.m. deadline. Quote, not a chance in hell. End quote. (laughs) (laughs) And as we know, Shefty is not wrong. So I'll tell you, it is a fascinating situation. Jeff, let's move on because we've got two great games this coming weekend. Overseas, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday in Germany. You have got Miami and the Kansas City Chiefs. And then in the 4 p.m. window Eastern Time, you've got Dallas and the Philadelphia Eagles. Jeff, which team needs to prove themselves more this week, Miami or Dallas? I'm going to say Miami, and 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 here's the here's the reason, right? Is when you look at a team, they're kind of a new kid on the block of all these teams, right? You've had, you know, Mike McDaniel has had a great entrance into the league. Um, you know, you're talking about one of the most prolific offenses in you know in modern NFL history to the beginning or middle of the season. Tyreek Hill is on all kinds of tracks to break all kinds of records. Everything is everything feels really good in Miami. But when you look at who you've beaten so far, you know, your, your, your major test was Buffalo and it didn't look good. Um, and so what, what do we, what do we do from here? This, this is a, this is a, a game that you feel like I right, here is the top of the AFC. I, we got to go take them out to put everybody else on notice. When you think about like Cincinnati, even though their record's four and three, like Burrow's done it, right? Burrow's gone into Buffalo and won, right? And so it's like these conversations are what you really have to have when you feel like you're in this mix. Miami's in this mix, and I think this is a huge statement game for them uh, to go to go at Kansas City. That that one to me is circled and is is the most exciting for sure. All right, Jeff, last question uh, in regards to today in particular. Uh, candy corn, Jeff, uh, really a delectable snack or a blight on America? <laughs> All right, so here's my take on candy corn. If it's in like, if it's in like, a little, like a little dish at the house, it's not bad, right? You walk by, you get a little snack, and, you know, it's there. If it's mixed in with all other Halloween candy, you know, my Twizzlers, my Snickers, you know, all my, my, my uh, peanut M&Ms, then, it, then it's way, way down on the list, right? But if it's your only option, it's, it's, it's nice, right? It's delectable. If it's in the mix of all the, of all the candies, it drops way, way to the bottom. <laughs> I really, I, I mean, it's it's frankly disgusting, and it makes me question everything you just said for the last eight minutes. 
I love it. I love it. I don't. I don't mind it when it's so low. Sometimes you just need a little candy. Don't. Don't. Don't be a hater. You All know right, what I mean. Listen, Sometimes you got to appreciate what you got. You're gonna go any port in a storm. I can get on board with that. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. No chance in hell the Raiders trade him. Wow. Wow. They can't. See, this is this is crucial for Mark Davis as an owner. Today is a huge day. If you are not bringing back this current staff next year, you need to get involved now and you need to trade Devontae Adams so that you can set up the future of the organization because the current staff is trying to save their jobs. And I can totally understand where they're coming from. So if you let them keep Adams, Adams is going to grow disgruntled. And then if you end up making changes in the offseason, what are you going to do then? Are you going to move Adams and try to get something done then, possibly for worse than what you could do right now? This is the same thing that the Bears went through when they allowed the old regime to trade up, draft Justin Fields, and then fired him after a year. Davis has to get involved unless he fully believes in the plan, because if he does, then he can sit back and let these guys continue to operate if he plans on bringing him back next year. Carla versus Joe presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. The Texas Rangers are now two wins away from a World Series championship, but there's one reason Their chances got a lot harder last night, despite the win. That, after this, from not our friends, my friend (laughs) indeed. Because, once again, to be read by Chris Carlin, just so people know. Hiring is personal. But that doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Indeed's all-in-one hiring solution hires employers of all sizes, source, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. When you post a sponsored job on our platform, you get access to a large pool of quality candidates who have uploaded a resume to Indeed and that could match your job description. You can review their profiles to make sure they meet your must-have requirements. Make the hiring process work for you. Log in. Get started today. Indeed.com slash hire. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Profitable night for Monday Night Football, 2-1, up 0.9 units. Overall, the show, 59 wins, 50 defeats, one draw. We are up 3.82 units. Let's do a little baseball. World Series Game 4. Andrew Heaney is the starting pitcher for the Texas Rangers. We are going to bet he goes under 9.5 recorded outs. 9.5 recorded outs, which means he would need to pitch three full innings and then get one out in the fourth inning in order for us to lose lose this is priced at minus 135 four postseason appearances here's how many outs he's recorded 11 2 3 2 
Arizona only scored one run in game three. I think the offense wakes up tonight. Regression to the mean. This is a bullpen game for Texas. I don't think Heaney's going to be in there past the third. So we're going under nine and a half recorded outs minus 135 for Andrew Heaney. High fly ball crushed. Right field. That one on its way. And that is gone. Home run over the right field fence for Corey Seager. And it is three to nothing. A no doubter. Swing and a miss. Struck him out. And Texas wins it. 3 1 the final. Game three belongs to the Rangers. 9 0 in road games. How do you explain that? I don't know if we just make really good villains or what, but hey, I mean, we're doing it. And uh, it's really good to do that. So the Rangers take a 2-1 series advantage, but a big but. Adolis Garcia goes down with what looks like an oblique injury. Max Scherzer has back spasms, has to leave after three innings. Texas has to turn to its bullpen, which is by far not a strength of that team, and somehow navigate their way through to only give up one run the rest of the way and get a 3-1 win last night. First things first, Joe, let's hear from Bruce Bochy and see if we can get an update here on both uh, Garcia, who obviously has been, uh, as my nephew put it in a text message over the weekend, Jesus with a baseball bat (laughs) (laughs) through the postseason. And, of course, Max Scherzer as well. We're Catholic. We can say that. Right now we're going to... Uh, just evaluate him. Um, Dolly will get some diagnostics done, see where he's at. Left side tightness, uh, we're being optimistic there, but we'll know more tomorrow. Uh, same with Max. Uh, Max took a pretty good shot on the elbow. That's what we were concerned about, but it was his low back that tightened up on him. He just couldn't go anymore. And same with him. We'll see where he's at the next 24 hours and decide uh, where we're at with him. Here's a couple of things. First of all, on Scherzer, he would be the Game 7 starter. So that is absolutely worth watching here. And then as far as Garcia is concerned, we know how good he has been throughout this postseason and not just in the way he's hitting, but also affecting everybody else and pitches that they can get to hit. And on that very topic, Eduardo Perez, last night on game night, who, of course, is part of the broadcast team right here on ESPN Radio. Well, I think the Adolis Garcia injury is a lot bigger right now than the Max Scherzer injury. Uh, just because, look, they can control right now of not having to play in Game 7. They can continue to, to play well, defense. They can hit. They can do a lot of things. But without Adolis Garcia in that lineup, you're looking at a guy that today was moved to the three-hole. He protects Corey Seager. We saw Seager get a change-up first pitch out over the plate and deposited it. And I think not having Adonis Garcia in the lineup, most likely we might not have Corey Seager be an impact offensive guy if the guys in front of him don't get on base. I think they're going to pitch around him in those circumstances. And why wouldn't you? Because Seager's been outstanding too. And, you know, all of this does not give me the greatest feeling for tonight, for sure. No, I'd be worried about big picture here because there's several factors you're going to lose with Garcia. Number one, he is having a postseason to end all postseasons. I mean, he's played 15 games this postseason, 15. He's got eight home runs, 22 RBIs, a couple steals, three walks. He's hitting 323. He's got an OPS of 1.108, which is just out of this world. And again, this is the postseason. This isn't a June stretch against 
you know, the Reds and maybe the struggling Padres and then the Rockies. Like, this is the postseason here. So you're taking not just that level of production out of the equation. You got to factor in the psychological aspect of it. This has been their hero. This has been their champion. This has been their leader. This is the guy who has won them so many games. And they are a team that wins games with their bats. Number three in Major League Baseball in scoring this season behind only the Braves and the Dodgers. That's their MO. That's how they do business. That's their identity. And you're taking the hottest bat out of the lineup and then delivering that psychological blow to the rest of the team, the psychological boost to Arizona. And then, of course, what Bochy was just talking about with Corey Seager and everything you were just mentioning there, Carlin. So this is a huge loss for this team, but they have a 2-1 series lead and they've proven to be quite resilient which is what we saw in that Houston series. So I wouldn't discount him in any way, shape, or form, but this is a big, big showdown tonight. Big showdown. Yeah, yeah, I'm not discounting it. I guess what I'd say on the offensive front is then it now becomes about Evan Carter, who is basically a, a guy who's been in the big leagues for a month and a half uh, at best, to Mitch Garver, to Jonah Heim, to Josh Young. I mean, those are guys that are all going to have to now step up if Seager's not going to get pitches to hit. And then at the same time, what really scares me is that it's a bullpen game. I mean, John Gray was phenomenal last night with three innings. I don't know where they turn tonight. I, what is the sickest feeling you get when you watch a sport? For me, it's when Aroldis Chapman comes in the game. Ooh. I couldn't feel worse than that. So it's dicey all the way around. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.